Hamas attacks Israel. Israel declares war on Hamas. Hamas is supported by Iran. And Iran has an alliance with Russia. Are you paying attention yet? If you're not, you need to be. That's what we're going to rip into for this episode of the Grizz Podcast. So here we go. to the Grizz Podcast. Our mission is to guide, encourage, and equip you on your journey with Christ. It's time for you to rise up, honor God, and live manly. Now here's our host, Jason George. Yo, yo, what's going down on my brothers from other mothers around the world? Welcome back to the Grizz Today is Friday, October 13th, 2023. That's right, Friday the 13th. It's today. As always, coming at you from the Grizz Cave here in the beautiful low country of South Carolina. Got a hot cup of coffee here. My dog Remy over on the ground sleeping beside me as usual, living his best life. Anyway, no small talk on this episode, man. Let's get right into it. A lot of heavy, serious stuff that I want to address. It's been a crazy week with the recent attack on Israel by Hamas terrorists. It began with thousands of rockets being fired at Israeli towns on Saturday morning. And then hundreds, actually over a thousand, over a thousand terrorists, Hamas terrorists, breached security barriers separating Gaza and Israel. They used bulldozers, motorcycles, motorized parachutes, and a boat to invade Israel. And then they went on a bloody killing spree of innocent, unarmed Israeli civilians. They came by air, land, and sea, a full-on attack, invasion of Israel by Hamas terrorists. The latest numbers are more than 1,300 Israelis have been murdered. And the U.S. State Department confirms 22 Americans murdered by Hamas terrorists, with some Americans in the region still missing. For Israel, this is equivalent to America's 9-11 terrorist attack. This is the worst massacre of Jews since the Holocaust. Let that sink in. In a televised address on Wednesday night, Israel's Benjamin Netanyahu described the atrocities that took place during this terrorist attack. This is what he said. We saw boys and girls bound who were shot in the head. Boys and girls. Men and women burned alive. Young women who were raped and then slaughtered. Soldiers 
who were beheaded. It is also estimated that these terrorists are holding 150 hostages and they are threatening to execute them and post all of it on social media for the world to see. Today is Friday the 13th. It is the day that Hamas has promised that something will happen. They have called for something to happen. Is something going to happen? I don't know. Is it concerning? Yeah, it's concerning. Because it's real. It's a real threat. You know what's concerning for us as Americans? Is that this joke of a president that we have has failed to secure the southern border, has left it wide open, and millions have crossed illegally. I'm all for people coming here for the right reasons and doing it legally and trying to pursue a better life in the American dream. That's what America should be about. Dude, I'm all for it. Who knows who's come across? Drug dealers, fentanyl, child trafficking, terrorist. How many cell groups, sleeper cells are here right now? Plotting, waiting, Today, do they do something? I don't know. A spokesperson for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Wednesday that toddlers and babies were found in Kfar Azah, that's in southern Israel, with their heads decapitated by these Hamas terrorists. I'm really trying to understand that, but I can't. Man, I can understand war, conflict, fighting, battles, shooting boys and girls in the head, taking babies and and cutting their heads off. And you do this in the name of your God? You do this because you think this is what's best for the world and humanity. And I hear people say, oh, they're savages. They're animals. Don't do that. They're beyond that. There's not a word. Savage is not an appropriate word. Animal is not an appropriate word. There is no word. I'm trying to think of one right now, but I can't. I really can't. I'm not just saying it. I I don't know a word for this level of evil. Since all of this has transpired, Israel has formed a war cabinet, as they should, with the United Government, and they have promised to crush Hamas. Netanyahu said at a recent press conference, every Hamas member is a dead man. Every Hamas member is a dead man. And he vowed to crush and eliminate the entire group. Israel has declared war. And this is huge. This is serious. It is something that every Christian man needs to be paying attention to more than anything going on in the MLB, the NFL, college football, the stock market. You need to be paying attention to this. And I'm going to show you why. First of all, You need to remember that the Jews are God's chosen 
people, God's chosen people. God has entered into a covenantal relationship with the Israelites. This goes all the way back to Genesis 15, God's covenant with Abraham. He promised a people, a nation would come through Abraham, and God would even give them a land to be their own. Now, as you remember, if you know your Bible, your Old Testament, it takes a long time for them to enter that promised land, but they finally do. And it's their land. It's their land. It belongs to them. It belongs to the Jews. God gave it to them. The Jews are God's chosen people, and he gave them a land to possess. Listen to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 1 through 11, where it talks about this. When Yahweh, your God, brings you into the land, the land that he promised, when he brings you into the land where you are entering to possess it, and he clears away many nations before you, the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations more numerous and stronger than you. And when Yahweh your God gives them over before you and you strike them down, then you shall devote them to destruction. You shall cut no covenant with them and show no favor to them. Furthermore, you shall not intermarry with them. You shall not give your daughters to their sons, nor shall you take their daughters for your sons, for they will turn your sons away from following me and they will serve other gods. Then the anger of Yahweh will be kindled against you and he will quickly destroy you. But thus you shall do to them. You shall tear down their altars and shatter their sacred pillars and cut their Asherim in pieces and burn their graven images with fire. Listen to this talking to the Jews, for you are a holy people to Yahweh, your God. Yahweh, your God, has chosen you to be a people for his own treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. Yahweh did not set his affection on you nor choose you because you are more in number than any of the peoples, for you are the fewest of all peoples. But Yahweh, but because Yahweh loved you, and kept the oath which he swore to your fathers. Yahweh brought you out with a strong hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. You shall know, therefore, that Yahweh your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments, but repays those who hate him to their face to make them perish. He will not delay with him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. Therefore, you shall keep the commandment and the statutes and the judgments, which I am commanding you today to do them. Again, the Jews are God's chosen people, and God gave them a land to possess. They're special to God. He has a special love relationship with them. And that is why the enemy, Satan and his demons, have always hated the Jews and want to eradicate them. Not that Satan and demons don't hate all people, but they especially hate that people group that God says is the apple of his eye. I believe that the enemy hates Jews and Christians more than any other people group on earth because both of those groups are special to God. God is in a covenantal relationship with both of those groups, Jews and Christians. So throughout history, think about it. Who have been the most hated and targeted groups? Who? 
Who do you see? Jews and Christians. Well, let's just focus on the Jews because they're the ones being targeted and attacked right now this past week by Hamas. You go back and you look at Scripture, the Old Testament Scriptures on this this constant persecution of the Jews and this constant just effort to slaughter them, kill them, remove them, obliterate them, complete genocide upon them. It's just been constant throughout history. It goes all the way back to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 1. You remember, Pharaoh wanted to destroy the Jews when he ordered the murder of Jewish baby boys. You guys remember the story? And then Moses was secretly, you know, hidden and saved. And then God raised him up to lead Israel out of Egypt. And then you fast forward in the Bible. You remember the story of Esther, how uh, that guy, evil Haman, was promoted to power in ancient Persia, which is modern day Iran, by the way. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But this Jewish guy, Mordecai, I love that name. I love that guy, Mordecai. Mordecai would not bow or pay homage to evil Haman. And that greatly angered evil Haman, and he plotted to have all of the Jewish people murdered. But God used Esther. God used Esther to save God's chosen people from that bloody outcome. You see, every time the enemy makes a move against God's people on, you know, the chessboard, and he says, check, God makes a move, a counter move that says, checkmate. You fast forward in history to the Holocaust. When Hitler and his Nazi regime tried to eradicate the Jews, over 6 million Jews were murdered because of that evil leader and his, regi- his regime. And who was behind all of it? Who was orchestrating all of it? Who was influencing, motivating all of it? The enemy, the real enemy, Satan and his demons. He's always trying to move the pieces on the chessboard to accomplish his will, his kingdom, his agenda. After the Holocaust, many Jews returned to their homeland and they finally became recognized as a nation on May 14th, 1948. The Jews are still very hated to this day. The enemy has just chosen a different people group to try and wipe them out. Right now, it's Hamas, and maybe soon Hezbollah joining in. We do know that the recent attack by Hamas was planned and supported by Iran. That's right. In an article that dropped this week in the Wall Street Journal, it said that senior members of both Hamas and Hezbollah admitted that Iranian security agents and representatives of the Revolutionary Guards were involved in the training and planning of the attack and gave Hamas the go-ahead for the attack. Now, Iran has denied any involvement. Of course they do. But they have applauded the attack. Iran's own leader said this, God willing, the cancer of the usurper Zionist regime will be eradicated at the hand of the Palestinian people. Dude, it is well known that for years, 
Iran has supported Hamas and supplied Hamas with weapons and training. And Iran cheers on Hamas and their terrorism, even this past week. They cheer it. They applaud it. And listen, Israel has the right to defend itself. Israel has the right to go to war, to go after those responsible and wipe them off the face of the earth. And they've already begun. It is on, my brothers. One thing I question, though, that just seems kind of odd to me. Maybe you've thought of this. I heard somebody else mention it, and I was like, man, I was thinking the same thing. How in the world did Israelis intelligence agencies not hear chatter about this planned attack? Because obviously it's been planned for months, maybe over a year or more. I don't know. It just seems suspicious to me. Makes me wonder, is something more sinister at work? Something that wants this war to go down because of what it's going to cause, who it may provoke to get involved in the war? I don't know. Anyway, now something very interesting that I want to point out to you guys, and this is uh, another one of the reasons why I'm like, you better be paying attention. A few weeks ago, I dropped an episode that was entitled Wake Up and See Beyond the Matrix, episode 237. On that episode, I talk about government cover-ups, media propaganda, power players in the world, and the ushering in of end-time events. I'm talking about things like what the Bible says, the rapture, the rise of a one-world leader, a one-world government, a one-world religion, a one-world currency system, etc. You guys know the book of Revelation stuff. And I told you that the enemy, Satan and his demons, they are constantly at work trying to move pieces on the chessboard to bring all of this about. And I believe we are close. And the next big event that's going to take place on the biblical timeline is the rapture of the church. And I believe that we are close. There's nothing else that needs to take place. It is imminent. It could happen at any moment. It could happen today, the rapture of the church. I'm talking about 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And that event, once the church is raptured, Christians all over the world go missing because God takes them up, meets them in the clouds, and they are forever with him forevermore. It's going to be a mass vanishing of just millions of people around the world, Christians, true Christians. Once that happens, the Bible says that from what I see in Scripture, the way it looks to me, I know some have some different views, that's going to usher in a seven-year tribulation period. Now listen to me. This is super interesting regarding the ushering in of the seven-year tribulation period. When that begins, Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 prophesies about a great military invasion that will come against Israel and the countries that will be involved in that great military invasion are countries like Iran, Libya, Sudan, Turkey, and Russia. That's right. Many biblical scholars believe this massive invasion will go down during the first half of the seven-year tribulation period. And the question is, could we be seeing the setup for all of this, for this massive invasion against Israel? This alliance with countries like Iran, Libya, Sudan, Turkey, and Russia 
is this alliance going to begin soon? And eventually all of them attack Israel. Ezekiel 37 to 38 speaks of a large force attacking Israel from the north. The Bible identifies that force as Magog. Now, who is Magog? Well, what large force is north of Israel? Who is north of Israel? If you look at a map, get your map out. It's Russia. And so many biblical prophecy scholars believe that Magog is Russia. And I've known this since college when I heard the late Dr. Harold Wilmington speak about it when I was on a mission trip with him in Russia. We were on a tour bus actually going somewhere for a uh, really big evangelistic type rally. He was on the bus. He was at the front of the bus, Dr. Harold Wilmington. And uh, he took the mic and he said, let me explain to you some things going on with end time events and why Russia is significant. And he believed that Magog was Russia, like many biblical scholars. So why would Russia want to invade Israel, though? Why? I'm not completely sure. But here are some things that I'm thinking. Based on the prophecy of Ezekiel 38 and 39, we know that there will be some sort of alliance with Magog and Persia. Because when the invasion on Israel happens, we know that Magog and Persia are together. Who is Persia? That's modern day Iran. Who is Magog? That's Russia. So there's got to be an alliance between Iran and Russia. And you may say, yeah, but that's a long way off, Grizz. I mean, Russia and Iran, like, they're not even in any kind of alliance, you know, like Russia's off doing its thing, fighting against Ukraine. Yeah, that's what I thought. But this past week, I was listening to uh, Pastor Greg Lowry, and uh, he was speaking about all of this, and he got me thinking. I was like, whoa. And I started researching for myself, because he said that Russia and Iran are already in some sort of alliance. And I found out through my research that Russia has been in alliance with Iran for years And the war in Ukraine has only strengthened that alliance. You see, when Putin took office in 2000, he restarted arms sales to Iran. You can look all of this up. I'm not making it up. I'm not lying to you. This is the truth. And then in July of 2022, just last year, Putin visited Iran. And since then, listen to this, Iran has provided Russia with hundreds of drones to use in the war against Ukraine. Iran even sent trainers to Crimea to aid Russian forces in drone warfare. You can look all of this up. And what does Iran get from Russia in return? All sorts of military tech, talking high-end weapon systems, fighter jets, attack helicopters, radar systems. There are even reports of Iranian pilots already training in Russia on their Su-35 advanced fighter jet. Look it up, guys. Another interesting fact about this alliance between Russia and Iran is that because of sanctions on Iran, Russia has become a key trading partner, especially in regard to oil. Russia also invited Iran to join what's called the Collective Security Treaty Organization. That is the Russian-based international treaty organization that parallels NATO. It's pretty crazy, man. 
Pastor Greg Lowry poses a sobering question regarding all that's going on with Israel and Hamas and the fact that Iran has funded and trained Hamas. This is the question. He said, let's just say for the sake of a point that Israel decided to strike Iran specifically because they're funding all of this with Hamas. What would that produce? He goes on to say, well, it could produce a conflict we read about in Ezekiel 38. The Bible says that Magog, remember Russia, will come against her will. The Bible describes hooks in her jaws, pulling her forward, almost as though Magog is coming into the battle reluctantly along with her ally, Persia, which is Iran. Interesting. That's why I said you better be paying attention. Listen, guys, I don't know for sure when the rapture of Christ church is going to happen. I'm not going to set dates. I'm not going to do that. I don't know. I don't know the day. I don't know the week. I don't know the month. I don't know the year. Nor do I know exactly when Ezekiel 38 and 39 and the invasion against Israel with all these nations aligned. I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know for sure. I do believe that these biblical events are close at hand. And let's just put it this way. If you wake up tomorrow and you look at the news and you see that Israel has not just attacked Hamas, but they've decided to go on the offensive against Iran because Iran has supported, funded, and trained Hamas. Dude, here we go. And if Iran decides to strike back and invade Israel, and when they do it, there's a partnership and Russia is involved in it, you better be ready for the trumpet blast. That's what I'm saying. You better be ready for the trumpet blast to go down really soon. I'm talking about 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 18, where it says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Are you ready for that to go down? If you're not, you better get ready. Again, I don't know when, but I believe it's close. Christ told his disciples to watch for his coming, to be watching, to be looking up, to be ready. Don't be asleep. Be awake. Luke chapter 21, verses 34 through 36, Jesus said, But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Older manuscripts say it's actually worded. Um, it will come as a snare on those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may have strength to escape all these things that will come to pass. Are you ready? 
Are you watching? Are you awake? Are you ready for things to go down? Because they might be about to go down. Are things setting up? Are, Are things just completely coming together for all of it? I believe we're close, guys. Let me ask you as we wrap up. How's your Christian life? Really? Seriously? How's your Christian life? How are you really doing? What does your Christian life really look like? Does it look like you are looking up, watching, waiting for Christ to come in the clouds and take us home? Is that what your Christian life looks like? Or are you what Jesus described? Are you what you shouldn't be? Are you carousing in sinful living, drunkenness, consumed with the temporal cares of this temporal world. You know, that made me think that's how people were um, in the days of Noah. You remember Noah and the great flood, the global flood. That's how people were in the days of Noah. Here's Noah building this humongous boat, ship, ark, warning people for literally decades about the coming judgment of God telling them that they need to repent and they blew him off as a fool, as some kind of whack conspiracy theorist, right? He took God's word too literal. He took God's word too serious. And they continued on with their godless way of life and they mocked Noah. But then one day after Noah and his family are safe inside the ark, The rain came. The rain came. 40 days, 40 nights, great earthquakes came. There were uncontrollable and unescapable floods that covered the entire earth. It killed everyone except those who were safe inside the ark, except for those who believed God, those who weren't ashamed to be different from the rest of the world. The real rebels, the real revolutionaries. Listen to me. What is the ark today that you better be getting in? Christ. Today, the ark that saves is a personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is the ark that you better be in. Do you have that? Do you have him? Do you have a real, genuine heart faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it real? I warn you, listen to me. It better be because divine judgment is coming to this world again. And you don't want to be here for any of it. You don't want to be here for anything that has to do with the seven-year tribulation and what's to come. Trust me. You want to be safe in the ark of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you may say, oh man, that's so way off. I'll get saved then. You know, when I see all of this actually start going down, when there's this mass disappearance of Christians, the end time chaos, when all that comes, then I'm going to know it's legit That's when I'm going to get serious. That's when I'm going to place my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me. You're a fool. You're a fool. God says, don't do that. 
God says today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you need to come into his ark by placing your heart faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, he says, call on the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to save you. Today, he says, turn from your sins and turn to Christ. The son of God who loved you, gave himself for you, died on the cross for your sins, took all of the punishment for your sins so that you don't have to take that. And he rose from the dead on the third day, proving that he truly was the Son of God, proving that he was truly the promised Messiah of the Old Testament scriptures who came to uh, seek and to save that which is lost. Sinners like you, like me. That's who he came for. Don't blow this off. The most important decision that you'll ever make in your life is whether or not you accept or reject God's son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as your personal Lord and Savior. John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. Do not blow it off. There is nothing more important than this truth. And I want to say that if you're listening and you'd like more information about how to genuinely be saved, be forgiven, have eternal life in heaven, how to become one of God's adopted sons or daughters. If you want more information about that, you can always contact our ministry. We would be happy to help you with that. You can reach out by email, info at narrowtrail.com. Stay tuned for a few closing items of Grizz Biz. closing items of Grizz Biz. Hey, please take a moment. Leave us a quick rating and review wherever you listen to the Grizz podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Audible, FM, Radio Player or something. We're all over the place. Wherever you listen, leave us a quick rating and review. That helps us out so that others can discover the Grizz podcast. Also, if this episode that you just listened to, if you thought it was good, then copy the link, share it with a friend, share it with your men's group at your church, share it on social media. Also, if you are a regular listener to the Grizz podcast, then would you please consider becoming one of our monthly supporters for just $10 or $20 per month? Go to our give page on our website to set that up. Our website is narrowtrail.com. We are 
a legit 501c3 nonprofit ministry. So you can go to our website, narrowtrail.com, click on the give page, set that up, become a monthly supporter for as little as 10 or $20 a month. Or you can make a one-time donation if you want. Or check this out. You could take your phone right now and you could text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, GIVE, to 301-888-6860, 301-888-6860. I promise it's safe, it's secure, it's easy. You can cancel it any time that you need to. Also want to highly recommend that you guys get Covenant Eyes monitoring software installed on all of your devices. Get it on your kids' devices. Get it on your teens' devices. Be proactive. Be intentional about being a man of God, about being pure, about keeping the sinful junk that's on the internet out of your life. Prevention, my brothers, is so crucial. Go to CovenantEyes.com, CovenantEyes.com, sign up. And when you're at checkout, use the promo code GRIZZIN, G-R-I-Z-Z-I-N, GRIZZIN. You'll get your first month completely free. Also want to mention that we have a closed Facebook group called the Grizz Tribe. If you want to be part of that, we'd love to have you. Grizz Tribe, look us up on Facebook. If you are interested in doing some one-on-one coaching with the Grizz or being part of one of our climb teams, go to our website to learn more. There's a short online application you can fill out narrowtrail.com you say what are climb teams those are online support accountability recovery groups for christian men who struggle with pornography and other unwanted sexual behaviors we've got three climb teams going on we got one on monday night one on wednesday morning one on thursday night i lead all of them if you're interested in being part of that dude let us know Guys, I appreciate you listening. I'll be back at you soon with another epic episode of Grizz. Until then, I want to say, as always, honor God, live manly, but I also want to say, pray for Israel. Pray for this situation. Pray for the healing of those who are wounded. Pray for comfort and peace for all those mourning the loss of loved ones. Pray for the hostages to not be harmed. Pray for the rescue and recovery efforts to be swift and successful. Pray for wisdom, strength, and courage for Israeli leaders and U.S. leaders. Pray for the protection and courage of the troops that are fighting the battles. Pray for future terror plans from Hamas, Hezbollah, and other groups or nations to be exposed and discovered. And pray against the spiritual forces of darkness that are at work behind the scenes. Pray against them. And then pray for the gospel to somehow go forth through all of this. These are things you can pray for. Ten things right here for Israel in this situation. I'll post all of this in the show notes so that you know how to pray. Uh, If you don't get the show notes, some of you that listen on Spotify, you don't get the show notes, go to narrowtrail.com, click on the Grizz podcast page. You can get the show notes or you can go to our other website, thegrizzpodcast.com thegrizzpodcast.com is our other website that has all of these episodes all of the show notes uh we keep it up on two websites in case one gets shut down the other one will be be there still prayer is crucial pastor ian bounds who is just a man of god a man of prayer he said this god shapes the world by prayer the more praying there is in the world the better the world will be the mightier the forces against.
evil. Be praying. Be praying for Israel in this situation. I'm out.